0: Before I get started on today's more cast, I'd like to talk to you about Blanchard Family Wines, located between 18th and 19th and Blake and & in beautiful lower downtown Denver, Colorado, just a couple blocks away from Coors Field, right in the middle of the dairy block. Um, restrictions are lifting. Um, our, our world is becoming slightly more normal, if not really, but normalcy is starting to become a thing, and... Now we will be able to go down to my favorite place in Denver, Blanchard uh, Family of Wines, pick up some wine, and sit outside. Um, I don't know if anyone's ever been to the Dairy Block before, but it is a big open alley. Um, they do have outside seating in the alley, um, and I think that it, now would be the opportunity, if you're going to have a small gathering, maybe you, your wife, your husband, anyone, Maybe one small group of friends go to Blanchard Family Wines and enjoy yourself some wine. Enjoy the freedom of being outside uh, in a safe way. Bring a mask. um, Make sure you are six feet away from someone else. But go down and just enjoy some wine. They got Pinot. They got uh, Cabernet, a great Cabernet, which is absolutely my favorite. They've got Rieslings with a partnership from a uh, Western Slope winery. Um, They also got Whites. They got a great charcuterie board that is just absolutely tremendous and it goes great with your wines Uh, i would highly suggest you going into blanchard family wines and checking it all out safely with a mask socially distanced Um, and either that or you can do one of their virtual wine tastings or you can order them online and have them delivered to you if you're in the metro area even the better. So, Blanchard Family Wines, located between 18th and 19th in Blake and Wazee in beautiful lower downtown Denver, Colorado. Just a couple of blocks away from Coorsfield, right in the middle of the dairy block. Um, they are on Facebook and Instagram. When you go in, tell them Jeff Morton from CSG Podcast encouraged you to go. What is up, everybody? Thank you all for joining me on the latest Mortcast presented by DraftKings Sports app. Uh, yes, ladies and gentlemen, uh, there, are, there are rumblings of sports. And in the last uh, podcast, I talked to you about the NBA's return. There are there's some news on that that I will talk about uh, at the end of this podcast. But I kind of wanted to address the ever-evolving and ever-increasingly bad situation that the that Major League Baseball finds itself in. Um, in the difference between the NBA and the NHL, uh, Major League Baseball had yet to start their season uh, when the pandemic came through. Um, they were on the verge of starting and they were in spring training, but they did not. Um, so their world is a little different from the NBA and NHL. However, the the tone, tenor, and partnership between management and players is so different between Major League Baseball and NBA, NHL, um, even the NHL, which hasn't had a you know a tremendous labor history since 2003, um, is doing better uh, with their partnership with their players than uh, the Major League Baseball, which has traditionally had a rancorous relationship with with the Players Association. But the players, if for those of you who don't know, the players uh, in Major League Baseball agreed to a Uh, what is called a prorated salary thing, where they were being paid based on the games they played. Um, The players agreed to that in March. Um, So if they, Major League Baseball ends up playing 82 games without fans, um, then they would, you know, get paid for 80 games. Um, Within the last two weeks, um, the Major League Baseball's at least the management side, has really been pushing to come in, but they have offered additional salary cuts. Um, the first proposal was a revenue sharing, which would have been 50-50, which would have effectively put a cap on a capitalist sport. Um, there was no way that the players were ever going to agree to a, a de facto salary cap. There's just, there's just no way they would have done that. Um, <clears throat> it would have been... Uh, it, it, and you'll see a pattern here emerging. So the, uh, owners chucked that proposal and then they threw at them this haircut, uh, of salaries, which would have basically cut top rated players' salaries by 75%, which is, uh, unprecedented. I don't, I don't think that's ever happened in the history of sports. Um, something that dramatic. Now I'm done. Look, everyone, there's 30 million unemployed. Um, There is, our economy is in shambles. Uh, We're trying to maybe get some semblance of normal life starting again, even though we are still having pandemic issues. Uh, Obviously, there is a, you have to be cognizant of the fact that real people uh, are, have had filed for unemployment or are unemployed, lost their jobs. Maybe probably more than that, if you're counting gig workers. So really, it is, it's, it's, people are hurting. Um, at the same time, um, the guy who drives the Uber and the guy who works in the restaurant uh, is not a Major League Baseball player. Um, I've always said you can't include sports, professional sports, in real life. It is a multi-billion dollar industry. They make money based on a very specific skill set. It's very elite, and it is not part of what you and I would consider regular life. It just never has, and never will be. Um, it is not something that we can consider, something that we can associate with me. I don't associate NBA players with me. That is something that is something that I just never put into my frame of context because I am not them. I cannot play basketball. I don't have a skill and I don't have the athletic prowess to indicate that I need to be in that elite set of people, right? Uh but I do understand that people maybe look at, at you know, MLB players and are like, Come on guys, uh there's gonna be no fans, revenue's down, blah blah blah. I understand that, uh, because it's uh it's hard not to relate when everyone's hurting. It really is. Um, but at the same time, the major league baseball's lack of ability to gain a trustful relationship with their players has been really, really bad. And, and, and baseball has actually known for having a bad relationship with their, their players going, going back many, many years, going back to Marvin Miller, when he tried, when he was attempting to unionize and eventually got unionized, uh, Major League Baseball players. Um, Marvin Miller really was the guy that changed things for players in Major League Baseball. They had a reserve clause. There were things that Major League Baseball fought for a long time. And the last and most devastating strike work stoppage was the 1994 uh, strike, which... Basically, baseball took four years to recover from, and it was basically on the heels of steroid use, right? Now, Major League Baseball had had a bunch of black eyes in the last six, seven months that weren't pandemic-related. There was the cheating scandal with the Houston Astros, which, honestly, um, Major League Baseball handled poorly, um, and it resulted in... People thinking these guys are a bunch of cheaters, and it brought back the echoes of steroids and all that stuff. And you know, the players are the blame for that. You know, the Major League, the Houston Astros players um, were very complicit in that. They knew what they were doing, and quite frankly, got the criticism they they deserved. And I don't think they were punished harshly enough. That being said, um, Rob Manfred, the Commissioner of uh, Major League Baseball, handled it extremely poorly. Um, made side deals in order to get a conclusion, which left people anything but satisfied about the state of Major League Baseball. Nor should they have been. Of course, then the planned pandemic comes down. The 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 Major League Baseball uh, had already been colluding, basically. Management had been colluding, basically, to keep free agents uh, and the market, free agent market down. Uh, this has been going on for a couple of years. Uh, It is, it has been, it's hard to prove collusion, as we know in our political history, it's hard to prove collusion. Um, But sometimes they, you know, Major League Baseball has been pretty bald-faced and it's been, it's like, it's collusion without admitting it it is. And they've been doing this and this has been going on for a while. Um, It has been a strange time for Major League Baseball. I said all that to tell you that they have developed no trust between the players and the management, and now is when you need that trust. Look, who knows what's going to happen with the NHL and NBA? Um, they're going to have to make some hard decisions coming into the next season. Not this season, next season, where likely it's going to be without fans. Uh, the revenue is going to be obviously going to be way down because of a partial lost season, and you are going to see a You're going to see a battle. You're going to see a battle to reopen the CBA and readjust revenue projections, and that's not going to be pretty, but they're coming from it. The NBA and NHL are coming from it from a place of at least least we respect each other, and we have a working relationship. You don't have that in Major League Baseball. It's very clear that the the players and the the, uh, owners do not have any respect for each other, and I would not be surprised if it resulted in a, uh, either this season for Major League Baseball being canceled or if it results in something even bigger than that. And you don't want to see that. You don't want to see that. Max Scherzer came out, the pitcher for the uh, Washington Nationals, came out last night and said, no, your proposal is crap. And we're not even going to pay it any respect, so they basically are ignoring it. The players are. And uh, probably they should have, because that was a very draconian proposal, but it's business. Maybe they can get it figured out. Who knows? Uh, Before I get started with the rest of the podcast, I'd like to talk to you about DraftKings Sportsbook app. Uh, The wait is finally over. We have legal sports betting in Colorado uh, as of May 1st, so... If you weren't aware, that's what's going. On. I, I don't. I don't blame you if you weren't fully cognizant of it. Obviously, we've had bigger issues. But DraftKings Sportsbook app is 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 just basically a place where you can come in and um, place your bets and uh, place your bets on certain contests. And they and 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 the, and the DraftKings Sports app has uh, contests that you can per- participate in. Um. And it's right here in the United States. Um, Like a lot of the sports betting apps before were offshore. So if you were really uneasy about that, um, now with legal sports betting in the United States on all 50, well, not all 50 states, but here in Colorado, uh, then you'll basically have um, an an outlet to do this. And you can bet on, I mean, look, the match between uh, Tiger, Phil, uh, Tom Brady, and Peyton Manning, was uh, just aired, and I'm sure a ton of people were able to bet on that. Uh, if you go to the DraftKings Sports app, they make it easy for you. And and if you download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the code MHS when you sign up for a limited time, all new users can sign, uh, get a sign-up bonus of $1,000. That's right, DraftKings Sportsbook. Has a sign up bonus of $1,000. Don't forget to enter code MHS when you, sign, when you get to get your sign up bonus of $1,000. Uh, don't forget to enter draft code MHS to get your sign up of $1,000 only at DraftKings. Uh, you must be 21 and older, Colorado only, bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus and a first bet and match, each up to $500. Deposit requires 25 times playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com/sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call one 4700 Now we've been talking about Major League Baseball for the first part of this, but you know, let me shift gears back to my wheelhouse, which is the NBA, and we're going to kind of like talk about the various proposals going on. I'm not going to get in depth. There have been great podcasts on it. Uh, Kevin O'Connor wrote an article on it. Uh, there's obviously the World Cup style play through tournament play in tournament. Um, I don't know what the play, what it's going to be chosen. I don't think the World Cup style thing will make it. Personally, based on people I've spoken to, uh, I I'm, but I could be wrong. There could be a change of heart, but I don't think it's going to be a thing. And I don't believe that we'll have a one run through sixteen. I don't think we'll have a fundamental change to uh, the playoff structure. Um, now would be the time to do it, I suppose, but you you really have factions in the uh, NBA, and some of those factions are cognizant of their own uh, position, particularly when it comes to uh, their slot in revenue and their slot in... Playoff positioning. Uh, there are people in the league who need the money. Um, most NBA owners don't. But you have people like Tillman Fertitta, who uh, runs a hotel business, who has been absolutely decimated uh, and has probably, uh, I would say, you would have a safe bet in saying that Tillman Fertitta has been trying to push for a proposal that recoups the most en- en- um, money, and revenue to the Houston Rockets. Uh, you would be safe in saying that. Um, you could probably say people like Robert Parra, the, uh, the Grizzlies uh, percentage owner and managing partner, um, he would be saying the same thing. Uh, there are owners that I'm sure are wanting that there. There are others who, like the big market owners, will like, let's get the playoffs started. Uh, this is what, basically where you are at right now. I When I first... Heard what was going on. Um, my my first assumption was they were going to play about five or seven regular season games and then start the, the the league. However, there is an awareness that if you the more teams you bring into the Disney World complex, the greater chance you have for someone getting coronavirus. And the re, NBA really wants to mitigate risk at this point primarily for the safety of the players. Uh, Let's face it, the players are um, the ones with all the risk here and the support staff, not the management or the owners. The the players are the ones who are putting their butts on the line in order to play a game and risk potentially getting coronavirus. There is uh, a very big awareness of that, and to mitigate as much risk as possible... You may see a scenario where the playoffs just start, and uh, I could see that happening. Um, it's all about risk versus recouping revenue, and we will see if they are able to come up with a compromise. I think that's what's going to happen. We should be next week by the end, by at least by this weekend or the first of next week, getting some idea of where the NBA is narrowing down to. The NHL is already moving forward on a uh, 24-team playoff-style thing. And the NBA is getting closer. And we will see. We'll see what they are able to come up with. Hopefully, it's a compromise that uh, uh, results in uh, just resumption of play, but mostly safely. I mean, I think all of us should be or could be aware of the risks, I mean, we take a risk when we go to the grocery store now, we take a risk when we if you 're one of these people who still has to go to work, you take a risk going to a a uh, restaurant i mean people people every day regular people are out there taking risks, and you don 't want to be see people put in a situation where they're they 're going to greatly increase their chances of exposure to whatever and um, That part is very much on the NBA's mind, and they want to mitigate that as much as possible. And hopefully, hopefully, they will find in and narrow something in that both mitigates risks and gives people back their sport that they love. So, thank you all for joining me on the latest Mortcast, part of the CSC Network. I'm, of course, your host, Jeff Morton, and I will be back uh, on Monday morning with another podcast. Goodbye.